0: Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Ginny Helmendahler. And today for
1: Dating Violence Awareness Month for the month of October, we're going to talk about the college dating scene. And luckily we have a couple of people to help us today. We have Hannah Artili-Stravers, who is the Assistant Director of the Office of Health Promotion, as well as Eli Spoboda, who is a junior majoring in Computer Science and International Relations. How are you doing today? Doing great, glad to be here.
2: Thanks, I'm excited to be here. And
1: Hannah, could you tell us a little bit more about your role as the Assistant Director of the Office of Health Promotion? Sure. So
3: um, I am one of three direct assistant directors in the office and I focus on sexual violence prevention. So anything from dating violence, sexual assault, stalking, harassment, all of the above, we work on primary prevention towards.
1: Okay, awesome. So yeah, your expertise and your professional opinion is definitely very valued in this episode. So we were talking earlier about the podcast in this episode and how all of us were not quite sure exactly like where our own like experiences, opinions kind of intertwine and you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the inspiration for this episode in particularly, we were having we've had conversations in the past about healthy relationships and the dynamics that exist between those, all the ebbs and flows. And it was one of the open and in question sessions about um someone had asked about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Or was that you that brought it up? I think it was me. It was a relationship question. And then Jenny's like, let's dive into the dating scene, which at the time sounded like a great idea. And then we're like, who is the expert on this? (laughs) We've got Hannah. Let's continue to talk about healthy relationships. But then when we come into this, we're like, who is the expert in the dating scene? And I don't know that that really exists. I I was thinking about this last night and reflecting on my own college dating experiences. And um, I think we're... I'm standing right now is I feel like it's something that's different for each person it's a unique experience there are a lot of different ways to explore it and go about it and I think let's just chat through that yeah Yeah. I would I would add that I think every listener is an expert
3: of their own experiences and interests so that can kind of be our theme: that empower our listeners that they are the experts for what's right for them but we can start the
1: dialogue today And I certainly don't feel like an expert, like just a disclaimer, but like, you know, everyone is equal in that today. And so Hannah, we talked to you, I guess, way back in season three about just healthy relationships in general and and, um, related to consent and boundaries. But I think today we're going to zoom outward a little bit to just talk about like college dating in general. So like, I guess the first thing we could talk about is how does dating look different in college compared to high school? And I guess, like Eli, I guess we're closer to high school. Um, so, yeah, what do you think?
2: Yeah. So personally, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really focused on dating that much in high school or college. I guess I feel like it's more. I'm hearing more about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more friends I know who are dating now than in high school. That's definitely true. I think a lot of the the problems or um, like the obstacles that arise, and also like the um, the benefits, and you know, um, all of that that comes out of relationships are pretty pretty similar that's been my experience not like that far off
1: yeah and definitely in high school there was less freedom and like one the dating pool is just smaller I mean probably you probably didn't have like a what I guess this campus is like 5,000 6,000 ish people um so yeah less freedom in high school and then also maybe there's less freedom in high school that maybe your parents would Possibly have a say in dating life, or maybe just like, I don't know. I think they're just definitely different expectations. So, in college, it's a really great time to come and like see what you would like in a relationship and um, just kind of see what is out there. Um, And that being said, so something that has been pretty prevalent, especially in recent years, and what I have seen on social media a lot, is the rise of hookup culture. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. What What is hookup culture?
2: I mean, it's kind of hard to put a clear definition on it, maybe. Yeah, I think I've seen, like, the word used more now that I've entered college. It's like, it's kind of depends on what you're prioritizing in your relationship. I mean, there are some people who are really looking for, like, an intimate close connection with someone, uh, more romance, and there are some people who are looking for something more physical, and I think that that's generally what people refer to when they say hookup culture, um, and that's totally fine. It just depends what you're, what you're looking for. Um, I think I've seen more of like a um, kind of a distinction between um, like intentions um, and college. There might be another another difference, too.
3: Yeah, I would say hookup culture is in some ways, from my perspective, in terms of health promotion, we've had some growth in people's whether we say liberation or understandings of what sex is and, and how how often or what kind of sex they want to engage in. Um, And so it's this opening up of possibilities. And yet I think folks have started to also feel like, wait a minute, what if I'm looking for something more emotionally intimate or something more long term? And I'm not just looking for the physical benefits of a sexual relationship with someone. And so um, one of the The piece's latest research that I've really enjoyed kind of digging into is uh, a book called Sexual Citizens by Jennifer Hirsch and Seamus Kahn. They um, were working out of Columbia at the time. They did some research there, and they came up with this idea of sexual projects. And they talk about what is it that students are looking for in their sexual relationships. So it's not no sexual project is better or worse than another. There, this is not some moral question. It's about where people are and what the purpose is. And what matters then is that we find someone who has a similar in their, I quote here, sexual project as they do, right, S- uh, similar interests. So sometimes that's to gain social status Sometimes it's just for pleasure, um, distraction, stress relief, or somebody might be interested in exploring physical or emotional intimacy with someone. Um, and I think that shift, the hookup culture might um, shock people if if they, they're not forward thinking about physical sex and they want relationship and how do you communicate what you need but i would think we have a society that sexualizes everything and so you think i'm the only one who wants emotional intimacy and partnership um and that's not the case right so you might only see that on instagram you might only see that in movies but the reality is you're not alone if you're looking for something um different right than what you're seeing in the in the mainstream um and so it's it's important to communicate figure out You know, who can you connect with who has the same sexual project or just has the same interest in a type of relationship? Mm.
0: And the American Psychological Association actually says that it's about 60 percent of men and 80 percent of women actually want to have a committed relationship. Um, And I think that as we're embracing that uh, hookup culture, if you will, um, that emotional disconnection, focusing on the physical intimacy aspects of it. I think if that's the path, whichever one it is that you want to take, it's so important to be communicating those needs um, that you have and just clarifying with your partner what it is that your intentions are.
1: Yeah, another statistic that I found, it's a little bit old from 2016, but a survey that was mentioned in an NBC News article said that out of the students they surveyed, 62% said that they had hooked up before, but 61% said they'd, they'd been on dates. So certainly people do look for physical relationships sometimes, and that's totally okay. But also it's definitely not everyone, even if it sometimes feels like that because of The media and what it shows us
2: just anecdotally which is i mean all we really have to go off of here right (laughs) i think that is really true like um you know i've heard a lot of people around campus be like oh well it's you know i really want to um find someone who i'm going to get really close to Um, i really am looking for something really like emotionally intimate with my relationship um and you know it's hard because everyone seems to be focused on you know hookup culture is really big um but I actually like just personally. I I know a lot of people who have found success, and I think it's been through. I know a lot of people, um, actually who have met through um, through uh, just classes, um, and through clubs. And um, I mean, I met my own girlfriend through this um, ridiculous survey marriage pact, which ended up working <laughs> out really well for us. So like, it happens from it happens all the time. Um, from like you know the places that you would least expect, really. And and then I also know people who are really engaged in um hookup culture, and they're also very happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so yeah, I think it's like just really important to um think really intentionally about like what you're looking for um at mm-hmm. this part in your life
1: one thing i'd wanted to ask and i guess it's a little bit of a tangent but i want to ask like how do dating apps like help our or harm our ideas of traditional dating because i think a lot of times people will talk about tinder or other similar dating apps is like oh my gosh like this is ruining dating everyone on there is only there for sex like this that and the other thing but you know, I think I've also had friends that have had fulfilling long-term relationships
0: from dating apps. So dating apps, good or bad? I'm OK with them. Straight up, met my partner on a dating app. And I'll tell you, too, it was not even my idea to sign up for this thing. I thought it was ridiculous. It was a, a coworker uh, at the time was like, you've got to get out there. And so she plugged me into one of the apps. And I feel like it's kind of like Amazon, but for people, but like not in a bad way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's probably no way that my partner and I would have crossed paths like in the natural world, right? I mean, maybe if it was meant to be, if you follow that philosophy, but quite frankly, it probably wouldn't have happened, you know? So um, I'm open to it. And I think that that goes back to the communication, of course, if you've been on a dating app before, you're probably well aware of the things that come through those channels. But I, I don't think that is everyone's intention mm-hmm. across the board.
3: I think a trick with dating um, apps is you sort of get in this place of, well, I can find someone who fits all these boxes that I have. So I can swipe, 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 swipe until somebody meets all these boxes. But the reality is when you meet them and you spend time together, they might add something additional you didn't know that you were looking for or they might have something, even though they tick all the boxes, it might not work. So I just also want to encourage folks. I think it's great. I had my heyday on on dating apps, online dating, and it was wonderful. And yet there's that idea of we meet online we sort of text back and forth chat back and forth and then meet in person and there's still some getting to know you that needs to happen right you can't trust that everything was figured out over the contact you had uh, on social media or over the dating app and so i think remember that when you're sitting in class with someone what would their dating app profile look like and does it matter because you have some other connection that you probably weren't looking for on tinder like oh they're in bio or they're really good yeah. at bio or they're you know mm-hmm. they like the same poet i like or something right mm-hmm. so just keeping in mind that we can also be constricted by what our profile is and we're more than our profile and our our potential partners are mm-hmm. also
1: it's yeah. really interesting thing to think about someone sitting next to you in class like what their dating profile <laughs> look like <laughs> I'm, like, imagining
3: if we were in, like, a, a sitcom or a movie or something, a little bubble would pop up and, like, we could see each other's and be like, oh, Lindsay, let me check yours out. Jenny, let me know. Oh, I didn't know that about you. It's <laughs>
1: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, dating apps on this campus, of course, I don't really have much experience to be an expert on the topic. But, like, because our campus is not some larger city or something, the pool is probably a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, so, it's totally possible that you will come across people that you will see on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. So that's something to prepare for, but to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's kind of like a replacement or in addition to the social scene at a bar or, or, you know, social get-togethers, whatever parties, Um, which especially, you know, during COVID, we didn't have other ways to meet people. Groups weren't able to get together. Classes were all online. There was no socializing. Like, that was a tricky time. And so, if you think of it as a way to kind of look at who else is single and interested and learn what people are interested in, then I think the work doesn't stop after the connection on the app, right? But that you continue that communication and, and you know, discussion of each other's boundaries and interests. In person we I think we're lacking some
1: of that in-person relationship development that we all really want and need mm-hmm. and when you yeah. do meet that person in person for the mm-hmm. first time um, Eli you had mentioned like you just want to vibe with people yeah. and I want to like break that, that down a little bit because I totally agree like I, yeah. I want to vibe with someone but also I'm a person who really over analyzes every aspect every every single interaction and like are we quote-unquote compatible so like what okay. what does compatibility even mean like feeling feelings for someone
2: versus like this is good for me or okay, this is a very interesting question um because like okay so actually at the beginning of my relationship i really like i was not sure we were compatible um which is kind of like that's like you know kind of a serious thing to say like i was questioning it a lot i guess mm-hmm. I, I i guess i'm just like warmed up a lot yeah sometimes it takes time for that to for that to happen um there's no like one i don't think like prescriptive compatibility like meter which everyone um could use i think it just depends like Mm -hmm. i think it's just going back to like you have to think about what you want um and like kind of like have check-ins with yourself i'm like is this person like you know is this person who i want is this person i mean i think for a lot of people it's like do they make me happy um do i want to like do i look forward to seeing them um do i want to spend time with them um am i like improving myself um you know as a result of being with them. That's kind of what I consider when I think of compatibility um, for myself and my relationship. Um, I think about, yeah, like, you know, the goals that I have, like the reasons that I'm interested in a relationship, am I meeting those? And I am. And she makes me really happy. So that's that's great. Um, but like, yeah, as I said, I think it's interesting um, because it took me a while to get there.
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting, com- the question of compatibility, because I'm somebody who benefited from not looking at each of my partners in college and saying, is this the person I'm going to marry? Is this the person I'm going to marry? Are you good enough for marriage? I was at a time yeah. in my life I wasn't thinking about marriage. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't want that kind of commitment. And then the the interesting shift as I got older and I you know started my career and then met someone at a bar who – never I never would have put on paper as my compatible partner and then we vibed and we vibed a lot and we kept vibing and years in we were still vibing and then I guess we should get married because we're still vibing (laughs) and we're mostly still vibing (laughs) but it's not something that like if I were to write out who I thought I would Be compatible with. So my point being, there is a lot of benefit in getting to know folks, exploring whether it's physical intimacy or emotional intimacy, exploring your needs and how you communicate with others without this pressure of is this person compatible? Is this the right person? And you can do that and, and you can say, well, I only want to be with one person, so I don't really want to date until I know who the right person is. Well, you have to do some getting to know of folks to, right? You have to have some relationships with people. And I use relationships broadly, whether it's friends, classmates, roommates, but you have to have some relationships to get to know kind of what's what works for you. Um, I think we live in a new world now where you have time take your time, enjoy getting to know people. Um, If you do, if you get to know people a lot through sexual interaction, please be safe about it, be thoughtful about it. But also, um, how are you getting to know different folks, not just in the one registered student organization you're in, but in other areas so that you can kind of be exploring. We don't really know what vibes with us or
1: what would compatible look like. I think, try it out. Yeah. So yeah, on one hand, uh, do some self-reflection. Think about what you want out of the relationship, but also be really open to new experiences because um, you might not know what you want until it happens. And that's totally fine. In a
3: healthy relationships training I'm giving right now with athletics, we, we talk about boundaries, we talk about communication, um, which are obvious healthy relationships stuff, right? But we also spend work on self-worth because you have to feel good about who you are and what you're bringing to the relationship um, to feel confident to meet new people, to say what you like, and then say, oh, okay, we disagree, or we have different interests or tastes in music or something and I really care about my folk music so and you hate it so this isn't going to work but the confidence the knowing that your self-worth is stable so when we're in that place where we feel good and we understand our self-worth we're in our best place to start exploring a relationship Um, but you don't have to you don't have to be there before you start a relationship relationships can help you build that if you haven't explored dating yet, and but you kind of feel like you should, you have this idea that like, oh, if college, I should be in the college dating scene, like start with dating yourself, like take mm. yourself out on a date, go do something fun. In New York City, we eat, we go out to eat alone a lot and it's not weird. I don't know if that, what that's like around here, but get yourself like a takeout meal back to your room or something, <laughs> but do something just for you and think of it as dating yourself.
1: I like that. Yeah. So when we're talking about this, um, you all mentioned some of the resources. Could you explain what kind of resources we have on campus a little bit more? Yeah, sure. Um, So the
3: first one I was thinking about if you're trying to define what your relationship looks like, if you feel like it's healthy or not, or you want to talk to other people who have had similar experiences dating in college, The Haven is a great place to connect with folks. Um, It doesn't have to be that you're in a red flag, terrible, bad, abusive relationship, and now you're getting help. But it's a place to talk about. I think I want this, but I'm not sure I want that. So there's peers to chat with, but also they have some great groups. um, So you can connect in a more informal setting to uh, have these conversations, similar to like what we've had today with your peers. Um, I was also thinking about the counseling center, uh, both of these resources, the Haven and the Counseling Center, you can go online to learn about how to get an appointment and be in touch with them. There's several different ways to do so. Um, and Lindsay, you were talking about student health services. So they have, they're have a full clinic. They can do all kinds of sexual health um, testing and, and support. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout out to our student organizations that are addressing some of the questions we've been talking about. So our Health Outreach Peer Educators is a place to get involved. If you want to be having this conversation with your peers and you want to be supporting and educating and doing outreach on this topic, HOPE is a great place to, a great organization. And then also Someone You Know is more specific to sexual violence prevention. But of course, this conversation fits as well. What kind of relationships do we want? How do we expect to be treated by our partners Um, Both those organizations can be found on TribeLink if you'd like to get involved that way.
0: We always have free condoms at the front desk of the Wellness Center, men's and women's. Um, Like Hannah said, you can get an appointment with the Student Health Center um, for any more specific needs that you have. Also, one thing I'll say is the Nod app, great foundational uh, tool. It's an app that you've got access to. You just log in with your William & Mary ID. That's more focused on relationship building um, and getting you in to build social skill sets. But what a great place to start for pursuing your next step in the dating scene
1: yeah lots of good resources out there so thank you so much hannah thank you so much eli for joining us today and also thank you to our sponsor united healthcare for support of this podcast ways to flourish is produced by Lindsay heck calder sprinkle and myself jenny helmendoller